Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. But today, my friends, we're going to work on a little bit more. We're going to look on a little, work on a little bit of your motivation, uh, a little bit of your goal setting. A uh, few topics here that uh, our guest today is an expert at. Uh, with us today is uh, the son of and the now the operator of the company that many of you including myself, listen to your entire childhood through early adult life and on into your adult life, uh, Mr. Tom Ziegler from the Ziegler Organization. Welcome, Tom. Great to be here, Dale. Thanks for having me. Well, sir, you've uh, got quite an event set up here tonight. You're going to be doing some goal setting here in the Houston office, but it's going to be simulcast throughout the whole country. So you're going to have people from all 50 states watching. you got something big set up for tonight? <laughs> I tell you what, I've been preparing, uh, getting very excited about tonight. We're gonna, we're gonna get into goal setting, but more importantly, uh, why do you have those goals in the first place? Because a lot of times that's where people get derailed. It's not that, you know, they don't have a good goal. It's just they don't know why they really want it. So when you know what you want and you have a plan to get there, it changes everything. Well, I know you have uh, all types of acronyms that you work by, and you've got your Trinity that you work off of also. Uh, it's always interesting to me, though, Tom, to see that just if you go back to the base level before you even get up to the higher level that you're teaching, the base level is that I meet people all the time, Tom, and you go, what are you going to be when you grow up? And they're like, duh, <laughs> no idea. And I'm not just talking about young kids. I'm talking about, hey, you're 20, you're 30, you're 40. What are you going to be five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now? And they just, they don't have it. Is, is that become a societal norm now that uh, we're such an apathetic society that people don't have any goals anymore? I think it's a number of things. Uh, one, you know, one thing that shocks me is you'll talk to somebody and they've been doing something for 20 or 30 years. And you say, well, why do you do that? And they're like, well, it's the first job I got. <laughs> I'm like, really? Come on now. You know, life is life is meant to be more than that uh, because I believe that whatever you do in life, it's just a vehicle to help you achieve your goals, your dreams, you know, what you're passionate about. And then I think the other side of the coin is, you know, the what I call the quote-unquote formal educational system is just designed to keep us in that box in the middle. It's, you know, there, it's not about creative thinking and learning and leadership and what's possible. It's it's instead, it's about, okay, here's the way we do it. Here's the taxes you pay. Here's the, you know, here's the middle of the road. Here's the debt you need, blah, 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 blah. And people just don't know what's available. And so they settle because they've never been told anything different. So we kind of have to light the fire to get people awake to realize they can do and be and have more. And then we got to help them clarify what it is they really want, because so many people have never sat down and said, what do I really want? Well, you know, I think um, 
I call it living the life of quiet desperation, which is probably pretty brutal for the average person. Not They don't want to admit to themselves they're living, you know, a, a desperate life, Tom. I'm sure that sounds really brutal to the average person. But, but I still call it that because I've sat there myself, and I'm sure you've had a moment, maybe not very many, because you come from a self-help motivational background but and very religious background. But I've had that moment where I'm sitting there going like, you know what? What am I doing? Why don't I have a better relationship with my spouse or my girlfriend? Why don't I have a better relationship with my kids? Why don't I have a a better job? Why don't I have better financial situation? And then you just go, but nah, I guess that's all I can get. I mean, you know, and you just have that moment where you just give up. And uh, I see that I see that happening to people. And I ask them all the time. I say, well, why don't you have better fitness? Why don't you have more money? Why don't you? And there's no answer. They don't have it. So, Tom, how do you, when you get these people in your seminars, how do you get them over that first bump? You know, as they say um, with Napoleon Hill, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe it can achieve. But these people are not even conceiving it. How do you get them over that hump, Tom? Well, you you kind of hit that key word, and that key word in that is hope. And people who are hopeless won't even take action. They'll just sit there. They'll just go with the flow. And, you know, you call them lives of quiet desperation. I have another term that's, I don't know if my dad would ever use this, but uh, I call them zombies. You know, they're just, (laughs) their their brain's infected. You know, they got a brain disease. And, and, And so I ask this rhetorical question, why don't zombies care? You know, they don't care because they don't have any dreams. And the reason they don't have any dreams is because they have no hope. And so sometimes it kind of takes a shock statement. And I use I use something that I learned from from Dad on this one is I'll just ask the, the individual or the audience it doesn't matter. I'll say, is there anything you can do in the next week that would make your personal life, your family life, or your business life worse? And of course, everybody chuckles because we know we can do something that would make things worse. And then I flip it and I say, okay, is there anything you can do in your personal business or family life that would make things better? Everybody raises their hand because, you know, we all know we can do something better. And then the point comes, and the point is, whether you realize it or not, you know, even if you're listening to the show right now, whether you realize it or not, if you answered yes to both of those questions, which I'm sure everybody did, in your own mind, you just admitted to yourself that you have the power to make things better or worse, and the choice is yours. And too many people, they don't they don't believe they have that choice. That that there's nothing they really believe there's nothing I can do to make my life better. And so when you give them that hope, when you say, you know what, you can't make your life better. You can you can go exercise. You can get a healthy meal. And write somebody you love a text and tell them how much you appreciate them. You can get up and plan a little bit early. I mean, there's so many things you can do. And then when that hope is born. That's when the the fire or the desire starts to come alive. When I believe I can do something that'll make my life better, and that's where we got to start. Because if you don't have hope, you're never moving to the next level. And so, Dell, one of the things that I appreciate about what your message is is the people who are stuck. You know, the zombies out there. You make it so simple. You give them hope. Because they've never been given. Now, I didn't say easy. I didn't say it wouldn't require work. But you do make it simple in that if people take action, there is hope. They can change their life. 
Well, you know, Tom, one of the things I've always said was I don't like motivation, although your dad has a great one. I love it. <laughs> motivation is like taking a bath. It works until you need another one or something like that, or you should do one every day or something. <laughs> yeah. That's a great saying. You want to quote that one correctly for me? Yeah. Uh, people say that motivation, uh, you know, doesn't last, but neither does bathing or eating. And if you do both of those every day, you'll smell better and feel better, too. And so what what we say is, is you know, instead of self-medicating, we should, we should self-motivate. In other words, we can create habits that will generate motivation in our own life. It will remind us of why we're here, what our purpose is, what our goals are, who we love. And you can't do it once a year. You've literally got to do it every day. And you keep that motivation going. And, it, you know, Dad had down days. He, he'd never admit it, but I, I saw him go through some, some trials, some grief. And But he always started off with filling the mind with the right information. You know, his faith was so important to him, and it is to me. But he not only that, but he would just listen to and read uplifting and inspirational material. And he said this. He said, you know, Positive thinking won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything better than negative thinking will. And so, for those who believe, yeah, for those who believe that they're on the upper half as far as as intelligence goes, that's just wisdom right there. Well, Tom, I think we're going to take a break on this. Guys, if you want to talk to Tom Ziegler, this is the man that runs the whole Ziegler organization. Our number here is 877-711-5211. This is a -a once-in-a-lifetime chance to ask him a direct question if you've always wanted to hear something directly from uh, Tom or his father, which has now passed away, unfortunately. But Tom's got all that knowledge banked in there, and he's got it with him. So if you want to ask him a question, he's here to answer it. We'll be right back with Tom Ziegler and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 10 of the last 10 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to access our free live training event schedule. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Tom Ziegler. Sorry. Um, And uh, Tom runs the Ziegler organization now that his father's passed. Uh, Tom, how long has it been now that you've been running this company? It's quite a long time. As I know you worked there as the really controlled it even before your dad had died. You've been there a long time working in this, haven't you? Yeah, I've been at the company over 30 years, and I've been the president and CEO for uh, 24 years. And now I'm now I'm just the CEO, so I've got that going for me. So uh, I like ex- that. Gave extremely up one excited of the jobs, about huh? that. 
<laughs> I guess yeah. you keep giving up you those know, job titles. I'll tell you, uh, Dell. Uh, when I was running the company day to day stuff, Dad would come in off the road and he'd go, he'd go, son. I sure am glad that you run the day to day because all I like to do is is make speeches and write books. And I th- I thought he was crazy because who would want to go make speeches and write books? And here I am, and that's all I want to do. <laughs> so. So I'm blessed in that regard. So Tom, as you sit down and you think about your goals and your desires, um, how do you put together your goals for life? I mean, obviously, we talk about having a balanced life. That's something we all aim for is try to get things in balance. Um, But there are certain goals in life, things that you really have prioritized in your life. And when you sit down to put those together, how do you help people look at that and figure out what is a priority and what isn't? And and how much control should a priority take over the rest of the balance in your life? Do you work with people on that combination? Absolutely. And, you know, what we if you just ask people, okay, why don't you give me your your two goals that you're working on? Uh, Something like 85, 90 percent of them will give you a financial goal and a fitness goal. And I tell you what, those are those are two fantastic goals. Uh, and it's like everybody wants to be in better shape, better health, and they want to have enough money to do what they want, when they want, with who they want. I mean, that's just kind of common. But there are other goals that we can focus on that will create uh, a life that allows us to win physically, financially, in our family and everything else. And so what I like to do is is really understand from an individual's, because everybody's different, what are your desires? What is it that makes your heart sing? What is it that you would really like to achieve? And then as part of the ongoing process, obviously uh, being in good physical health and having financial stability and you know having all the things that come with that, those are two keys. Uh, you know, Dad had a great saying about money. He said, you know, money's not the most important thing, but it is relatively close to oxygen. And, and then he said, you know, I've had problems. I've, I've had problems when I've had money, and I've had problems when I haven't had money. And overall, if you're going to have problems, it's better to have money. And so we we understand that that's the reality. But it's not the end game. It's it's not why we do life. It's not, you know, our number one priority. Because our priority is our relationships, our family, our friends. But that's a big piece of it is our, you know, our health and, and the physical side. So what is it that you really desire? And then when you get into that, then you can start saying, okay, what are we going to do every day? For example... My personal, one of the goals that I always have, I call it the perfect start. And I know that if I plan out my first hour and a half of the day with what I want to do, the most important things, not the urgent, but the most important, and I do my reading and I have my quiet time and I do my thinking and my planning, everything else in my life goes better. And that's just me. And and I think most people, they're like, wow, you know, I'd like to do that, too. Well, I've got I've got good news. It's just a choice. And so when you start making the choices, then that changes everything. But you've got to understand why you're making that choice. 
mean, I'm making that choice because I want to have balanced success. You know, I want to have the right thinking. I want to have the right. Go ahead. I I have a a thought on that. And just you you and me here chipping away at the rock um, kind of thought. But I'm sure you've heard of Maslow's theory, right? Uh, The hierarchical needs. And, you know, when you're sitting there and you've got no air, nothing on earth is important as as important as air. Once you have air, you know, next most important thing is water. Once you have water, next most thing is food. Uh, And then once you have food, the next most important thing is safety. In other words, your future safety. Can I hoard some food away for the winter? You know, can I make some uh, weapons to defend my cave? That kind of thing. And then the next level in Maslow's thing is you want that relationships, the family, the tribe, the country, whatever it is, the relationship is the next level. The point I think I'm I'm sitting here listening to you and going, you know, yeah, of course, everybody has the right time just to go right to that level and go, I want relationships. And then, you know, it's funny, even before the words came out of your mouth, I was thinking, you know, what goals do I want? To me, relationships are everything. Relationships with your your spouse, my gosh, is, you know, 80, 90 percent of your life. You know, your your kids are some very large percentage. But the relationships at work and people that make your business work around you and with you without it being any kind of friction is just relationships are everything, Tom. It's unbelievable. It is the Second highest hierarchy, and by the way, Maslow says the highest hierarchy is once you have everybody around you that are a relationship, then you want to be the best at whatever it is. You want to be number one. But uh, forget about being number one. Let's get back to the one you like and the one that you pointed out, which is the relationship. But, Tom, I guess what I've always thought was it's really difficult to get away from living that life of quiet desperation if you're not making enough money that you can go home and tell your wife, hey, honey, we've got food on the table. Hey, kids, we can take care of you. Would you agree with that? that? Somewhere along the line, you have to be able to get some of these things off your plate, even though you're going to go up there and think about relationships as being important. Now, the, the, the reason I'm asking is because I don't want a yes answer. I want you to think about that because literally you are right. You could get up this morning. You get your quiet time. I know how you, you've told us many times your quiet time, how it works. You get your quiet time and you think about today I'm going to work on relationships. And you could go out and make a lot of relationships a lot better today. I get that. But then you find out you don't have enough money to put gas in your car, <laughs> your car breaks down, you can't get to work. Does that snuff out some of all that positivity right away or not? Did, I want to hear your opinion because you may be right and I may be wrong. So I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, well, there's there's a scripture that says, you know, if the stomach's hungry, you got to feed them first, right? We've got we've got the reality. We need we need we need the financial capacity. And the interesting thing is is that. When we talk about um, financial success, we really are talking about the right kind of relationships. And that's the challenge is people go out trying to earn a living and make money without thinking about how critical the relationships are. Uh, one of wow. my friends, his I, name that's is... That's a powerful point, Tom. His, his I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Tom. Tom, I'm going to have to cut you off because we're going to break. Let's pick up right there. Relationships versus the ability to have good income. That's a great topic. We'll pick it up. We'll be right back after this break with Tom Ziegler and the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. You're listening. 
listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. The largest wealth and passive income expo in the country is coming to Texas Saturday, April 14th. Join thousands of top investors and expert wealth educators. Pick from topics like passive income, retirement, asset protection, tax-free income, finding, fixing, and funding houses and apartments. Get your path to retirement in just one day. Go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Gain one-on-one access to hundreds of industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndication and trade professionals. Come shake hands with your retirement partner. Use promo code EXPO18 and get in for just $10. Meet national radio host, multimillionaire real estate investor, and mentor to the top award-winning investors in the country, Dell Walmsley. Use promo code EXPO18 to get your all-access pass for just $10. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Meet featured speaker Brian Tracy, top-selling author of over 70 books, personal success and performance expert, along with Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, best-selling author and former United States Navy SEAL who received the Navy Cross and Purple Heart for his actions during Operation Red Wings. Your path to retirement in just one day. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Use promo code Expo 18. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me today is Tom Ziegler out of the Ziegler Organization, uh, CEO. Now, I guess he told me he just got rid of his other job, president and CEO. Uh, that's great. We'd like to see Tom taking less and less activities in his life and have more time for setting all these goals to help everybody. Through the break, we had one caller here. And by the way, if you want to call, our number is 877-711-5211. Uh, we've got Glenn holding now from California. Glenn, how can we help you today? Uh, yes, I'm very excited to uh, hear Tom Ziegler on the radio because this is actually, I feel like this is a gift to me. It's an extension of my having attended um, the uh, Lifestyles on Location event on Saturday. I was there in Santa Clara. I had a great time getting to know uh, members of your staff. Um, regarding quiet desperation, I have a quick comment for that, and then my question. Uh, every time you talk about quiet desperation, I'm reminded of a song by Pink Floyd that says, Hanging on in quiet desperation in the, is the English way. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I feel like it's almost become the American way. The name of the song, by the way, is Time. Um, it's a song that starts with a lot of alarm clocks. And I'm, that kind of gets to my question, because... I have heard that in order to become effective at goal setting, uh, we need to make it, um, we need to set a deadline. And I'm finding it hard to, um, when it comes to goal setting, to uh, how do I set a deadline that's realistic? And also, uh, how do we measure it? I mean, how do we, because I've been told something like, you can't just say, I want to be happier. You know, you got to define it. You got to make it concrete, and then you got to commit to it by setting a deadline. And also, how do you measure it? How do you know you're making progress and the goal is going right, or you got to change something, or you know, talk to somebody? And um, if you could help me and the listeners out in that regard, and possibly with your seminar later on today, which I did register for, by the way, um, I would really appreciate it. Tom, that one's yours, buddy. I mean, that's those are some good good points right. that Glenn makes there. So why don't you pick that one up? Yeah, I love it, Glenn. So, the, so the first thing is, is whenever we set a goal, uh, we want to be realistically aggressive. And I'll give you an example. Let's okay. say you needed to lose five pounds. 
right? You need to be realistically aggressive. So let's just say you wanted to lose five pounds. You would set the deadline, but you wouldn't set it for December 31st, 2018, because, heck, I could gain 20 pounds and then still lose 25 by the end of December, right? So it needs to be realistically aggressive. So it might be that might be a four-week goal or a six-week goal. Okay, so whatever goal you want to set. Now, when you have a really... If I see myself making progress, I'm more motivated. uh, And, you know, if if I don't, then how how do I stay on track? So, I'm sorry, then we can interrupt. Okay. That's so helpful. Just hearing what you have to say. Go ahead. Yeah, so the second thing is, you you said if you make progress, you feel motivated. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it's true, the studies show... That the key to happiness, or one of the primary keys to happiness, is progressive realization of a worthwhile goal or objective. In other words, it's moving forward, it's progress, it's doing things on a daily basis. And so I know uh, with what you're working on, let's say you've got a financial goal, maybe you have a big financial goal and it might take five years to accomplish, or three years to accomplish, or two years to accomplish. You set a realistic date that's aggressive, let's say two years, and then I would break it into quarters. So in the next ninety days, oh, okay. what are the things that I can what are the things that I can measure and check off? Do I need to get some education? Do I need to connect with a mentor? Do I need to uh, put aside some money? You know, what are the things that I can do right now today? That are going to get me one, you know, one eighth of the way there. There's eight quarter. There's eight quarters in two years, and so if I can take one eighth of that process, and so what am I going to do in the next ninety days? Now what happens is I've got realistically aggressive goal two years. I'm making progress that I can measure in the next ninety days, and my overall happiness and satisfaction in life is going to go up. It's the same way if so you these are like lose milestones pounds. in a way. Exactly. Like milestones on a schedule. Exactly. That's, oh, wow. <laughs> I could do that in my regular job, but I never thought about applying it to other things in my life. Wow. That, this is this is really helps. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then the other thing is, remember, it's a, it's a muscle. Um, and so, yeah. you know, it, it, let's just say you see a bodybuilder and they've got years of foundation built into their physique. So you, somebody like me, I couldn't go and be a bodybuilder in two weeks. I've got to build the muscle. And so what I might do is I might go, you know, three or four times a week for 15 or 20 minutes with light weights and I'm starting to build the foundation. Goal setting is the same way. The key is, is you do it every day, and you build on it week by week. And so you just do a little bit more. You do a little bit more. So don't be overwhelmed with goal setting. The most important thing is to start, even if it's five minutes a day, and then do it every day. When you do that, then you start to build that foundation. Yeah, that's that's very interesting because um, speaking since we're at the beginning of New Year, sometimes when, it, when it, regarding muscle building, what I've heard sometimes is that people are very energized. January first, I'm going to get a gym membership, and then come February or March, they stop going. So, so I right. can relate to what. So you're why? Saying. Let me ask you. 
So why do you think that is? Why do you think people stop going in February or March? I, I think I, I think it's uh, well. I, I I think it's a number of things. First, the 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 problem that the goals aren't um, realistic. I think it's also very very happening. Uh, very. We tend to fall into like an automatic pattern of the day-to-day things, and other things come up, and then we procrastinate and we put it aside, and, and it just seems like we're so busy with so many things nowadays and uh, distractions too. And uh, I, I myself, I, I don't get as much very heavy into social media because I know how, how much of a distraction that can be. Yeah. But I, I, I try, but. Um, I think it's I think it's the tendency to go, go firefighting and then you put the goals aside and and um, right I've noticed I got to keep track of them somehow I got to make it like first of the month or something so or, or Sundays or something right, once so a week check and see right so here's it's the, so easy to here's to, the thing um, be distracted. Right. So here's the thing. Uh, you could probably teach goals. Your answer tells me you could probably teach goal setting because you identified the reason that people set a goal and then stop. <laughs> because here's the thing is I believe in all the research shows that what you input into your mind, what you focus on mentally determines the output. And so let's just say you have a physical health goal and the only thing that you're doing is going to the gym, well, life is going to take over. It's going to interrupt. You're going to go back to your old pattern. However, if every day you read and listen and learn something new about health, you focus on who you want to become, the right kind of foods to eat, the right kind of exercises, you get a trainer, you get a coach, you start hanging out with people who are in great physical shape, then Every day you're getting that mental input, and your mind starts to get a different picture of the way the future can be. And so whatever goal it is that you want to obtain, don't limit yourself to the actual action of doing the goal. What you want to do is include in there the mindset information that's going to take you where you want to go. Because you have to see it in your mind and feed that constantly to keep on track. And here's the good news is after about 90 days of the right mental input on a daily basis, and I'm not talking about a lot of time. I'm literally talking 10, 15 minutes a day will have a huge, huge impact. Once you change that mental input, it becomes a habit. And so now you're going to want to go to the gym. You're going to want to get closer to that investment. You're going to want to do whatever it is that that goal has to do. So, that's you just pointed out. We get distracted. Life happens. We become firefighter, and it's because our mind is not being filled with the right things. It's being filled with the wrong things. All right, Tom, we're going to have to take a break here at yeah. this point. Um, Glenn, thanks for calling in, and uh, look forward to you tonight showing up for uh, the uh, goal-setting workshop. The rest of you out there, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back with Tom Ziegler and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life changing principles in just a few minutes. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? 
How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Tom Ziegler. And Tom, as we went to break, um, you and Glenn were discussing why people can't stick with their goals. And I want to bring up another rather... uh, different point to it than what you guys brought up. And that is, I have found that when people get ready to set a new goal, and the first thing they do is they, they take on the easy part first, which is preparation. You know, getting the information, what do I need to do? Getting signed up for the health club program, or getting signed up to come to Lifestyles, going to the first couple meetings, going to the first couple workouts, where there's really no experience expectation, Tom, of success. But somewhere down the line, it's no longer easy to just show up and get results. Somewhere down the line, you have to take a step forward and you have to toughen up. And I know, you know, when I start, say I want to start running, you know, I run around the block and I kind of go slow and I kind of go my own pace and I can pick it up a little bit each day and not really push myself that hard. But there's some point where it gets really hard and it hurts. And to keep going through that is another phase of getting through the goal setting that has nothing to do with, okay, I'm there, I'm running. Something didn't take me away from it. I didn't get busy. My car didn't break down. I'm running. But gosh, it's hard to keep going towards my goal. You call that grit. Explain to us what you mean how that is fit into your goal setting. Yeah, so, you know, grit is, uh, Angela Duckworth wrote a book on grit. And what she did is she she analyzed, like, the top in every field, whether they're academics or business people or athletes or scientists. And she said, you know, what, what makes them the 1%? And the universal thing they had was grit, and here's grit. Grit is that that internal discipline, that that dedication that says, you know, when the world says you can't do that, you just look back and say, watch me. Grit means that if you get knocked down 100 times, you get up 101 times. Grit's that persistent consistency, that work ethic. And the key with grit is you've got to work on what I call your gifts talents, strengths, and skills with grit. In other words, what makes you unique? What are the things that you're good at? What are the things that you've been blessed with? What are the skills and knowledge that you've acquired over time that your peers would say, hey, you're, you know, you're good at that. You've got to work with those skills with grit. Now, the problem is, is that most people who give up, right? They they set the goal. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna run that marathon, and they start training and they're starting off slow, and then it gets hard, right? You get a blister, you sprain your ankle, uh, you got to increase your miles. It's cold outside. Well, what's happening there is 
the work of doing it is overwhelming the mirror, and they don't have a vision of what it is they're really trying to accomplish. And so I, t- I tell the friend of mine, a good friend of mine, Billy Cox, when he was, oh, this is about 13 years ago, he had a brand new baby daughter. The next day, he ends up in the emergency room with a bleeding ulcer. He almost died. They had to give him transfusions. And it's because he had a crazy lifestyle. You know, he he was living on Red Bull. He was getting four hours of sleep. He wasn't eating right. He never exercised. And the doctor came in and said, Billy, you just had a brand new baby girl. Do you want to see her graduate from kindergarten? Well, you see what happened in that moment is his why got really big. He didn't go exercise so he could get in better shape. That was a side benefit. He started getting in shape and living right because he wanted a relationship with his daughter. He wanted to see her get married and have grandkids. That's what happened. So, you know, we plan in advance. We know it's going to get hard. It's it's uh, Seth Godin calls it the dip. Uh we have the excitement of the launch, right? And we're all excited. This is great. We're learning new stuff and we're making progress because we're doing the easy stuff. And then the work begins. Well, unless we know what the end result is, unless we have a clear vision for who we're going to become or what we're going to be able to do or the things that we're going to be able to have, then the work can overwhelm us. And so we plan in advance. We always keep in mind the end goal. And we know that the work is just part of the process. And, in fact, we start to take joy in the work because we get to check the work off. And if we take satisfaction in gaining progress a little by little every single day, before we know it, we're there. So here's the thing. In our goal-setting system, which is what we're going to teach tonight on 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 the webinar that we're doing, is the second step after you identify your goal, what it is you want, The second step is you list all the benefits that you can think of of achieving that goal. And I I recommend that people make that list long, you know, make it, you know, 30, 40 benefits. And you keep that benefit list in front of you. And when you do that, everything changes. Most people get really fired up around one of the two Ds, a dream or a disaster, I know you've seen it in your own life, Dale. People will come in because they've just been laid off. They were promised something. They were taken advantage of. They're never going to let it happen to them again. They're taking control of their life. That's a disaster. Then then there's the dream. And the dream part is, wow, that's what, you know, I believe it. I can do that. I want that. I'm, I'm here to tell everybody listening, it's so much more fun to go after a dream by choice than to react to a disaster. <laughs> Dreams well, Tom, are more I appreciate fun. That. We're going to have to we're going to have to take um, and uh, end it now. Thank you for coming on and uh, look forward to tonight. Also, we're going to be doing the expo together, and then you're going to be doing a tour of all of our offices at Lifestyles here. Also, so we're going to be spending a lot of time together here uh, over this next couple of months. So we really appreciate you coming on. And for the rest of you out there, remember this: it's not just for some money. It's for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you 
for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.